Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Lorelei from Georgia. Hello to Haven, who is eight, in California. Hello to Quincy. Hello to Davinia, who is 11, and Sia, who is three, in India. Hello to Teddy, and hello to Keon. Happy belated birthday to Catherine from Whitehorse, Yukon, who turned seven on June 19th. Happy belated birthday to Louise from Calgary, Alberta, who turned seven on June 19th. Love mom, dad, and the kitties, Tuna and Luna. Happy birthday to Haley Davies from Aberdare, Wales, who is turning four on June 20th. Happy birthday to Lucy and Lily, who are twins from Beijing, China, who are turning seven on June 20th. Mommy, Jade, and Daddy, JWM, love you so much and wish you both a happy seventh birthday. Happy birthday to Martin on June 20th from Mommy, Daddy, Grayson, and Gemma. Happy birthday to Ainsley, who is turning six on June 21st. Happy birthday to Emma in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, who is turning 11 on June 22nd. Happy birthday to Clark here at Sleep Tight Stories, who also has a birthday on June 22nd. Thank you for writing all the wonderful stories for the podcast. Happy birthday to Kaya, who is turning seven on June 22nd. Love mommy and daddy, who say, you are so kind and the world is brighter with you in it. Happy birthday to Kai Kai, who has a birthday on June 23rd. From Emi, Mum Mum, Nova, and Dad. Happy birthday to Thea in North Tonawanda, New York, who is turning one on June 22nd. Happy birthday to Luke from San Antonio, Texas, who is turning five on June 23rd. Happy birthday to Kai from Virginia, who is turning seven on June 23rd. Mom, Cam, Leah, and the kittens love you. Happy birthday to Everly, from Gretna, Nebraska, who is turning five on June 23rd, from your mom, dad, and brothers. Happy birthday to Stevie, who turned six on June 23rd. And happy birthday to Michaela, from your parents, your brother Maxon, and your sister Malia. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org support. Thank you. Esther has gone through the portal 
into another place where things don't look quite the same. She walks for a while, calling out to see if anyone is there, but hears nothing until Araya replies and tells her to stop shouting. Everything around is dull and gray, and Esther starts to miss Shirewood. Esther follows Araya to her village, and there, Esther meets Eliza. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 13 Esther followed Eliza down a cobblestone path toward her cottage, which could be seen in the distance. Esther assumed it was hers, as every other home lining the path seemed to be abandoned and in a state of disrepair. Their front yards were strewn with weeds, and what looked like colorful patterns on their front walls were faded. This place made Shirewood look exciting by comparison. The outside of Eliza's cottage looked well cared for. It made up for what it lacked in color and its tidy and proud appearance. Statues and pots that once held flowers were placed throughout, and grasses and vines were trimmed to a respectable height. Come in, child, and have a seat while I put on some tea for us to drink. I can't wait to hear all about you and your adventure you have had. I would also love to hear all the news from Shirewood, Eliza said. Esther sat in a large, comfortable chair surrounded by colorful cushions. The inside of the cottage was full of color and a dramatic contrast to the outside world as if a burst of good magic had been unleashed within its walls. What rays of sunlight there were filtered through the stained glass windows, casting a kaleidoscope of colors upon every surface. How did you know I was from Shirewood? Esther asked. People from Shirewood are unmistakable. Your dress, conservative mannerisms, and the sound of your voice all remind me of home, Eliza said from the kitchen. You are from Shirewood? Esther asked with a voice of surprise. I am. We can talk all about it over tea. As Esther waited, she looked around Eliza's cottage to see the walls adorned with all kinds of whimsical tapestries depicting fantastical creatures and sprawling landscapes. Many of the creatures depicted she had neither seen nor heard of. The walls were painted in hues of azure and amethyst, adorned with intricate golden patterns that seemed to shimmer and come alive in the candlelight. Like Shirewood, this village used candles instead of magic, though not by choice. Every corner of the cottage was filled with curiosities and treasures. She must have traveled far and wide, Esther thought. Here you go, dear, 
Eliza said, as she placed a tray with a pot of tea, cups, and small treats on the small table in front of her. Pouring the tea, Eliza continued, This tea is a special formulation I made to overcome the terrible taste of our water. These little cookies are a specialty of mine. One of the positive aspects of Queen Morgana's rule is that with less sweetness to add to our baking, I can eat far more cookies. Thank you, Esther said, as she took a drink of the tea, realizing just how thirsty she was. It's quite delicious. You are too polite, my dear. Another sign you are from Shirewood. So, please tell me, what is someone so young as yourself doing alone in what Shirewood used to call the unknown realm? Or was it the forbidden realm? I can never remember. I came to find my father who traveled here many years ago but never returned. Everyone thinks he never came back by choice, but I have never believed that. Disappearing, unfortunately, is a common occurrence. Once you arrive, there is no return to where you came from, or at least there hasn't been for many, many cycles. What was your father's name? No one has come here after me, but perhaps I have heard of him. He was called Elric, Esther said, hopeful that he was known to Eliza. Hmm, sorry, dear. I have yet to hear that name, but please, I would love to hear more about you. Eliza had a way about her that Esther couldn't quite identify. She was like an old aunt and had the ability to put you at ease with just the sound of her relaxing voice. I've always wanted to see more of the kingdom than Shirewood. My father traveled all the time when I was growing up. He always had so many stories about the people he met throughout the kingdom. But the elders in Shirewood would always discourage it and want the village youth to stay. I found home so boring, and after my father disappeared, my mother didn't want to listen to any talk about leaving or going anywhere. Yes, I was much like you when I was your age. I was restless. I wanted to see more of the world, meet all the creatures of the realm, especially those in the mystical forest. But what changed? How did your mother accept you leaving, especially at such a young age? You look like you haven't even finished school yet. I didn't tell her, Esther said quietly. I was upset, and now I am alone. Esther sat quietly for a minute and then continued. It all started when I found this book on a path that wasn't walked on much anymore. It had all these stories and pictures that a traveler had, a bit like a diary. It was so interesting. And eventually, my mother, brother, and I all read it after dinner each night. But then, hidden inside the book, I found a map, which seemed to react whenever I touched and breathed on it. 
It was this map that guided me here. Without the map, I would not have left, at least not immediately. Eliza leaned forward, eyes wide open, and said, A map? Yes, by chance I found this beautifully illustrated map hidden inside, and it would only reveal all its details to me, no one else. It detailed the exact route to the unknown realm, and I saw this as a chance to finally find my father. I don't know why, but when my mother saw how the map reacted to me, she seemed very upset, and I was scared that she would take it away from me and that I would never be able to find my father. So, when she was asleep, I ran out the door with the map and followed its instructions as it guided me here. Oh dear, I haven't heard of that kind of magic in this kingdom in many, many cycles. No one has been able to revive or use good magic since Queen Morgana started to change as she did. Do you have the map with you now? Eliza said with an anxious look on her face. Yes, but what was there before has disappeared, Esther said, as she took the map out of her bag and handed it to Eliza. Looking at the map, Eliza said, Fascinating. It looks like an old scroll, certainly from this realm and not yours. Have you encountered any other objects that you could interact with? No, just the tree that the map directed me to. It acted as a key, allowing me to travel through the portal contained within it. Looking away from Esther towards somewhere far away, Eliza said, I see. Very interesting. When I arrived, the portals were visible to all, but that changed when things turned gray. Will I really have to stay and work in the garden? I really want to continue on my way to find my father. Work in the garden? Who told you that, dear? Eliza said laughing. Araya said that I wouldn't be allowed to continue my search, that I would be required to work in the gardens, and I'm not the best gardener. My brother loved working the gardens, but I preferred other pursuits. I will have to speak to that girl. No, you don't have to stay here, but I cannot allow you to walk alone on the glade. It just isn't as safe as what you would be used to in Shirewood. I have many questions, as do I, but that's enough talking for tonight, dear. You can sleep in the guest room, and I'll put a bowl of food in the room for you. You can clean up in the bathroom, and then you should get some rest. In the morning, we can talk more and see about helping you continue onwards to find your father, Eliza said like she was in a hurry. Esther washed up in the bathroom, by habit looking in the top corner of the mirror for the picture of her father. I'll find you, father, I promise, Esther whispered to herself. When she finished cleaning up, she went to her room, where a bowl of root vegetables in broth was waiting for her. It smelled good. She ate quickly and promptly fell asleep as soon as she laid her head down on the modest bed. 
She slept well despite dreams filled with flying unicorns and images of her father, mother, and brother. She remembered hearing loud voices in the outer room throughout the night like there was an argument or heated discussion. But she was so tired, she thought that that might also have been a dream. Walking out into the outer room, Esther saw that Eliza was already up preparing tea and what looked like it could be breakfast. Good day, dear. It's another day and another chance at sunshine, Eliza said. Have a seat while I get you something to eat. You will need a good meal, I'm afraid. Good day, Esther replied, wiping the sleepers from her eyes as she sat at the small table that connected the kitchen with the outer room. Eliza placed a large bowl of broth with root vegetables in front of her, along with a pot of tea and more cookies. Be careful, the food is hot, Eliza said. Just as Esther started eating, there was a loud knock on the door. Without a hint of surprise, Eliza opened the door to reveal Araya standing at the door with what looked like a deeply unhappy look on her face. I'm here as ordered, Araya said. Oh, don't be so dramatic, Araya, Eliza said. Come in and grab something to eat. Esther is just finishing her breakfast. Yes, the great helpless one should eat. Mind your tongue, Araya, Eliza interrupted. Esther, I have some news. While I would love to spend time talking with you about all the changes that have happened to Shirewood since I left and giving you a detailed history of this realm, it's imperative that you leave quickly on your quest to find your father. We haven't had anyone come through here for many cycles, and I know nothing of where he might be. I have asked Araya to accompany you. As I have said, it is just not safe for you to go alone, and the glade is vast, and without good magic, you may find yourself helplessly lost. You better keep up because we have a lot of ground to cover, Araya said, knowing where they were traveling to before Esther did. Araya will take you to the next settlement, where you may find more answers to the questions you seek. There you will seek the counsel of an elder named Gimble, who should be of some assistance to you. But, despite her rough demeanor, you must listen to the advice of Araya. Despite her young age, she is one of our most capable. Well, in days of old, we would call her a knight. So please listen to her, and she will guide you through the grayness of the glade. Esther's pulse quickened as she knew her search for her father was now truly about to begin. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>